I'm feeling like it's now or never and your body's telling me it's a go. So what do we do? What are we doing here? That is the question on this episode of Boys Will Be Boys. It is your hosts for the evening, Benjamin Walker, and from Austin, Texas over there. Andy Gatelli, bomb-free Austin, Texas. We back at it. That's right. There are no more bombs in Austin. Goat survived. I know the pod was, was worried about you. People were uh, sending texts left Dude, and right. It got, it got hectic. It got hectic for a minute, but luckily, um, you know, the we were able that the city was able to come together, handle that situation. Um, unfortunately, obviously, there was some some lives lost, and for that, we're incredibly sorry. But it's it's good that everything's getting back to normal. That's uh, that's the best possible thing to do. But the question is, what are we doing? And by that, I mean, what are the Dallas Cowboys doing? It's a question I often ask myself, Andy, throughout the course of any good year. But uh, in particular, this week, me and Andy are referring to uh, free agency. This is the free agency episode. This is the free agency recap. And uh, if you were wondering uh, why you might not have known it was free agency, it's because um, one team's been particularly quiet, and that would be your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go through every major free agency signing the Cowboys did in the last week. I'm going to I'm going to do my best, okay? Time me. Ready? All right. Okay, how'd we do? Uh, I think we we got about 3 seconds in there. Hey, dude, nice. I was able to stretch that out. That's right. The Cowboys did precisely nothing in free agency. Now we did Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. That was as of true maybe an hour ago on this March 21st, but I am here to report. Can I get a drum roll? The Dallas Cowboys have signed Joe Thomas. The Hall of Fame lineman? <laughs> no, 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 not not the Hall of Fame lineman who retired from the Browns. Oh. Joe Thomas from the Packers. He's a linebacker. <laughs> oh, he's like a, a starting linebacker? No, no, he's he's he he did start eight games for them when they were riddled with injuries before he got hurt himself. But now he's he's a cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me share with you the 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 story of this guy. Why is this guy notable? You're probably asking, and I'll tell you why. Joe Thomas's dad became the oldest man to ever play Division One football last year. Okay. This guy who's now playing for the Dallas Cowboys, his dad played a snap of Division I football <laughs> at 50 years old last year. And that is the most notable thing about this guy's career. Hell, we might sign him too. Hell yeah, man. He's probably a bargain. Um, yeah, so we have not uh, <laughs> you know, really added anyone but a depth linebacker. This is true. We did um, re-sign Demarcus Lawrence, which everyone's very happy about. Demarcus had a great season. We have not re-signed Demarcus Lawrence. We tagged him on the tag. It's on the which, tag. 
for you people out there that are wondering. Um, essentially, teams have this ability to hold players hostage for a lot of money. Um, it's a really terrible deal for most people, but, uh, you know, the NFL PA gets beat down all the time by the owners. And so they Turns have out billionaires have better lawyers than millionaires. Weird. 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 And uh, essentially, a franchise tag will pay a player within the top five at his position for a one-year deal. The player cannot opt out of the franchise tag unless he doesn't sign it, in which case he can't play for anybody because you basically own his soul. So, uh, And there's some, there's some positives to this for the Cowboys. Um, you know, Tank has been, I'm not going to call him inconsistent, but he hasn't been just like a stud his entire career. He's always shown flashes of being really great. Last year, he obviously really had a coming out party. He was a contract year, and he, he played like it. Um, a dominant force off the edge, pretty much unblockable for the first half of the season. Um, so he, he proved it. He showed the world he was capable defensive end, which is an elite position in the NFL these days, probably the second most important position behind uh, quarterback as it stands now in the modern passing game. Um, and, and people are worried, you know, a guy goes out there, has one really great year because he wants to get paid and he can, you know, he might Albert Hainsworth you a little bit, you know, you might give him the huge $150 million deal and he goes, turns back into a pumpkin at midnight. Um, like imagine there's a quarterback who like the starting quarterback gets injured. So this guy comes in and wins the Super Bowl. And then someone pays him a bunch of money, and then he sucks. Like, imagine his name is Nick Foles. Okay, like I'm, I'm just making up hypotheticals here, but, um, but what this does give us is a chance to have Demarcus prove it again. And if the guy can do it two years in a row, I think everyone, including most people in the organization, will be much more comfortable re-signing the guy for the long term. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of people who think that uh, we may get a long-term deal done. This is just so he doesn't hit the free agency market. Um, if you recall, we had the same thing happen with Dez a few years ago. Dez did not want to play on the tag because if you're an all-star player and you get injured while on the tag, well, your next contract's going to be pretty small. Yeah, so, your SOL. Basically. So uh, eventually the Cowboys and Dez were able to get a, a long-term deal settled out. I think this will play out similarly. If it does – it probably means we won't have to eat his full cap, which I forget how much it is, Andy. I think it's I don't know, like 16. I don't know. It, it's a it's a big number because D end is a very high paid position. But um, essentially, we, we get to watch Tank for one more year. If we don't pay him, if we do give him long term, probably helps out our cap. But you're taking on more risk, hoping this guy repeats what's arguably been his only good NFL season. So. Yeah, he's uh his cap hit this year is seventeen point one million. That's what I thought. Something like that. So, so he's gonna get a lot of money. Pages. But you know, that's when you're when you're a premier player. That's that that's kind of the going rate for DNs and and um, especially at a position that the Cowboys have been slowly lacking at since the departure of uh, Demarcus Ware. Um, this is clearly something that we needed. And if he we can get the rest of the team to play like 2016 and tank to play like 2017, we'll be in great shape. Right. As Andy said, uh, we needed to get this done. We couldn't risk losing Demarcus Lawrence and watching him eat humans on other teams, especially against us. Um, so we did get to do that. We protected him. Um, we're also in talks to re-sign Zach Martin, who's probably getting the largest guard deal in NFL history from everything I'm reading, Andy. 
which yeah. will mean we pay three offensive linemen a boatload of money. Um, but they are three really good offensive linemen. So, you know, it's one of those things that if if you ask the Cowboys front office what their biggest goals were for this offseason, it was going to be keep tank and re-sign Zach Martin. Yeah, absolutely. And those are both pretty key for our our at least our, our immediate future. So I don't have any problem with that. Um I think that the the primary complaints, and I and I guess Ben, we can do this a, a couple different ways. I would say that the way I'm thinking about doing it is we go through um, kind of the the Cowboys and what we wish they would have done. And then we can go into kind of what was done across the league. Um, but you know, I think what people were looking for from the Cowboys was to to go out there and find um, you know kind of a splash free agent. Um, they restructured. Uh, some deals on the offensive line in order to free up some cap space. So they're sitting on, you know, looking to be around the eight, $9 million mark. They said there were word out there from the Cowboys beat writers. They could have been at 12 if they needed it. Um, and you can get a good player for 12. Um, so there were talks of uh, Earl Thomas. There were talks of Tyron Matthew. Um, you know, Alan Hearns visited the Cowboys today. Um, so help on the defense, help on the offensive line for that fifth spot, um, help at the wide receiver position. These are all things the Cowboys have been looking at. Obviously, the draft is coming up. The Cowboys have had just about every receiver that played Division One last year into visit. Um, so there Don't was excited uh, about any of them. No, no, um, except for James Washington because. Oh, James, the man. This is not the draft preview. James is that dude. That's a little sneak preview of the draft preview show, which well, will be coming soon. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When you see all these teams, especially, um, and like Andy says, uh, there's a couple teams that made splash moves, the Rams being the first that pop in my mind. Um, the Vikings went out and got a big-name QB and Kirk Cousins. Um, there was a lot of teams that were in the playoffs last year that seem to have gotten better. And when you're watching your team just sit there and twiddle its thumbs, it's, it's concerning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when you see teams sign players that you could really use for effectively pretty cheap prices. Um, Tyron Matthew signed with the Texans for $7 million. Um, that's a guy we definitely could have used. Boy, that's a guy who I thought was going to get a lot more money. Yeah, and, and it's weird because he wouldn't take a pay cut to play for Arizona, and he got his cut pay cut in half. So I don't know if that just means he didn't want to play for Arizona anymore. He wanted to be at a more competitive team, and he thinks Houston gives him a good shot. Um, you know, Certainly with Deshaun Watson back, Houston will be a much more competitive squad. Um, but, man, that one, that one was that hurt to get away. Um, Earl Thomas, I think, was probably a more serious option. Um, you know, the rumors about him have been swirling since the game against Seattle last year when Earl came up to Jason Garrett on the way to the locker room after the game. And I think the quote was, come get me. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it sounds like the Seahawks wanted a first-round draft pick for Earl, and then Earl wanted to be the highest-paid safety in the game. Um, and I don't think either of those are really options the Cowboys are willing to entertain. They treat draft picks like gold. Most of the really good franchise players the Cowboys have currently were selected in the draft, many of them in the first round. Um, and they're just not going to pay a 29-year-old safety top dollar. So well, That's what it gets to. You know, Earl's got a history of injury at this point, and most NFL players – 
prime is probably their mid to late 20s or at that 29 mark do you really want to pay him premier safety dollar this is a guy um, that considered retiring a year and a half ago i'm still not convinced that you know he's i don't know if he's available but i think seattle will listen and i'm not convinced that talks won't continue but yeah i don't I don't want to give up a first rounder for Earl Thomas. I'll put it that way. And I, agree. I sincerely doubt you draft a first rounder as good as Earl Thomas, but at least you're paying him rookie money as compared to top dollar committed money. And safeties, unfortunately, have not had a good recent track record of jumping ship and and looking well. Jarris Bird comes to mind. Um, so I, I'm okay with the Cowboys being a little prudent, but damn goat, I wish I wish we'd do something. Agreed. You know, even like um, I really, I'm I'm looking at the free agent list right now, um, and we can get into this more. Yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead and jump in. Let's. Yeah, uh, sure. So, um, so we'll go ahead and tell you what happened around the league. Um, and, and pertaining to the Cowboys, we already revealed we didn't do much, but we did lose a few key pieces. So as me and Andy go through the positions, we will uh, we will touch base on those departures. Um, a couple of them, pretty recognizable names that have been with the team for for some amount of years, and uh, we'll. We'll discuss who who will potentially fill that role. So uh, go ahead and take us take us through. Go. Yeah. So um, you know, I, I'll I'll just go kind of by team about who got who. Um, Arizona, right off the bat, they got uh, Sam Bradford, who continues to just pile cash up in a vault somewhere based on potential. Um, two years, forty million dollar deal, not too shabby. Um, Falcons didn't do much. Baltimore Wait, came away. There. How does Sam Bradford keep getting paid, man? Dude, he's just just good enough to make people think he can be better, and that's the best thing to be in this league. He to be an unknown a, quantity. A wonderful agent. He's made more money than Aaron Rodgers in less seasons. Man, I think everyone just. I think his agent just walks around with a thumb drive with that two thousand what. Eight eleven Heisman. Yeah, whatever whatever year it was when he won the Heisman through like oh, fifty touchdowns. Ten years ago. I mean, this is a guy who they thought might not be able to walk, you know, at some point. No. I don't know. Anyway, uh Arizona, um, good luck with that. Um, Baltimore got Michael Crabtree, another guy that I would have definitely liked to see with the star on his helmet, hometown oh, kid. No kidding. Uh, obviously a Texas tag guy. Um so me and Ben are a little partial, but you got to think this is uh for a team that struggled in the red zone last year, um, you know, to have a guy that was pretty damn dominant in the red zone across from Dez to take a double away, uh, that would have been a pretty nice addition. And again, not an expensive player. And when you're talking about greatest players of all time, he's probably top two and not number two. So it really sucks that we couldn't, we couldn't throw some some money to get Crab to Dallas. Solid up. objective analysis. Um, the Bills made a ton of moves, um, not all of which I think were great, um, but they have they are rolling with what it appears to be AJ McCarron at QB for the time being. Um, they also got Star Lula Tule, who's another guy that I would have liked the Cowboys to at least you know kick the tires on. Um, another dominant D tackle uh, to go along with uh, David Irving, who um, I don't have the latest on David Irving. I know we put the second round tender on him, um, and there were rumors that the Colts were thinking about taking that, but haven't heard if there is that's a serious consideration or. 
Yeah, do you want to you want to pause and go through the David Irving situation? Yeah, please. Okay, so David Irving uh, had a monster year last year. Um, One of the best D tackles in the game. Right. We'll remember that he he kind of emerged, but uh, there's a lot of chatter around. I was going to say Valley Ranch, but I guess now it's the Stars. We'll say in Frisco that uh, that he's just a weird cat. You know, if you yeah. look at him in interviews, he's got like the bull ring and the nose. Where's the earrings in the game? He's got it's like, like a young thug was huge and jacked and played NFL football. He's got yeah, the yellow patch of hair, like whiz and and in his like in his dome. And he's just a really weird guy when you hear him interviewed. Um and there was a lot of talk that they didn't want to give top dollar to. So what you can do with free agents that I think have been on your team for years, Andy. And I think this only requires if you signed them as a free agent in the first place is uh, you can put them as restricted free agents Mm -hmm. um, and you can put a tender on them. Now, what this means is if there's a certain amount of money that you can you basically that's negotiated um, between the I guess through arbitration on, on, on each player. And if you decide that you want this player to um, essentially be given a certain certain grade. So sorry, I'm, I'm, give me a second. So you can give a first-round tender to a player, which basically means if somebody signs your restricted free agent, they will have to give you a first-round pick and sign him to whatever contract they give. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also put a second-round tender on him, which means that they have to, once again, pay – agree to terms with the free agent and give the team that they're signing him from a second round pick, or you can do the lowest tender, which basically means whatever round they were drafted in. So if a guy was drafted in the sixth round, you put a six round tender on him. A team has to give you a six rounder to sign him. So um, what this means for David Irving is that we put a second round tender on this guy. It basically means he's valued at right around $3 million a year. If a team wants to come get him, they got to give the Cowboys their second round pick. They can then sign uh, Irving for three mil, or if no one signs him, then the Cowboys will be able to basically be like, look, the market says you're not worth 3 million bucks. And it gives them additional leverage at the bar at the bargaining table. Right. It's, it's essentially like a qualifying offer, almost like in the NBA. So David Irving could also tell the Cowboys, no, that's cool. I'll play on this $3 million, which is probably below his value. And the next year he would be an unrestricted free agent. And if he balls out, he'd get more money. Yeah. So, also being restricted free agent, like I said, Andy, the only other caveat I'll add is we get a chance to match. Just so say the Colts or somebody is interested in signing David Irving and want to throw him $10 million a year. We would at least have, I think it's 10 days or something to, to match that offer. Um, so essentially, David Irving's going to be a cowboy. If someone wants to take him, they're going to have to pay him and give us a second round pick. A lot of people, Andy, thought we might put a first round tender on him and Nobody, nobody in the NFL gives up first round talent. Um, well, so in a, in a league a where we're tempting teams, I think a little bit of this we're tempting someone to come take them. Yeah. Well, and and I think that the implication here is that you know in a league where you know Michael Bennett's going for a fifth round pick, um, you know David Irving who plays not all the snaps and isn't as established as a dominant player yet, um, probably not going to go for a second. Um, but it is it is a little risky for the Cowboys. You know, you now have probably your two best defensive linemen on effectively rentals. 
for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, both are going to be unrestricted free agents next year. Uh, and we're going to have to pony up a significant amount of money um, or figure something out. So I'll say this. I would love to have Irving, but if we get an extra second round pick out of him, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, as long as we keep tank. So that's where I come in on it. Um, and uh, so anyway, David Irving, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. As I said, right now he's still on Dallas. No one has offered him a contract yet, but uh, we'll see if, if anybody tries to take him from us. Agreed. So uh, next up, we got the Carolina Panthers. They got Torrey Smith in a trade from the Eagles. They got Julius Peppers on a one-year deal, and they got Don Terry Poe on a three-year deal. Um, you know, those are guys, those are names that a couple of years ago probably would have been bigger contracts. Um, you know, they're guys that are kind of in the, maybe not the twilight of their game, but definitely not what, you know, the na- their name is bigger than their play at this point. Um, but certainly great role fillers uh, and will help, uh, you know, maybe take some of the weight off of Cam. Uh, Tory can at least kind of do the long ball game and uh, maybe f- take some coverage downfield for Cam a little bit. Um, which, you know, is something the Cowboys are, have been looking to do as well. Um, the Bears definitely signed a ton of people. Um, so they went out, they got Chase Daniel, another guy who uh, – <laughs> Chase Daniel got two years, $10 million. Since 2015, Chase Daniel has made $34 million, and he has thrown three passes. So that's about $12 million per pass attempt. It's a damn good job. Really, really great stuff, Chase. Just a career backup, and if you can be a career backup quarterback in the NFL, you'll make a fine, fine living. That Absolutely. Um, so they, they did that. They went and got Trey Burton. Uh, they got Allen Robinson. Um, they got Sam Ocho at outside linebacker. Uh, and then Kyle Fuller at corner and Prince Amukamara at corner as well. So – um, definitely upgraded the secondary, um, added some more weapons. I mean, this was a team that you couldn't even name a receiver on the team. Um, the Kevin White experiment has probably failed at this point. Uh, and so I think they're trying to fill those holes until they can go out and you know either see one in the draft that they really love um, or just kind of put themselves in not so desperate a situation. Um, so, yeah, the, but they, they definitely made some moves. Um, Bears are getting better. Um, the Bengals they got Matt Barkley. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Um, they got, they re they re-signed Tyler Eifert one year, 5.5 million, man. I would have thought, you know, you told me a couple of years ago, Tyler Eifert was going to sign for one year, 5.5. That's, that's crazy. That dude looked like he was destined to be, you know, another Jimmy Graham type is out there I putting up have, huge numbers. I would not have minded him being a cowboy. No, no, not at all. Definitely uh, could have been, you know, learning from the great Witten. Um, Cleveland Browns uh, got Tyrod Taylor, uh, which I don't know if that's the actual plan. They, obviously, Cleveland, as usual, is stocked with first-round picks. I believe they had the first and the fourth pick. Yeah, Cleveland um, made a lot of moves um, in free agency, and, and it's never really worked out for Cleveland. No, it never really has. But they're um, they're trying this year. They went out. Uh, they also picked up Tyrod Taylor from the Bills. Goat. Yep, and they got uh, Carlos Hyde, um, who Ben's a fan of, uh, and Jarvis Landry. Wives. 
Uh, Jarvis Landry's a guy that I would have definitely liked to see on the Cowboys, probably too expensive, but um, a good receiver for sure. Um, can stretch the field. Definitely a good pickup. So that that puts Cleveland in a less desperate situation as they roll into the draft. They can either trade some of those picks or they can go out and they can get Saquon Barkley. They can get their quarterback of the future, let them hang behind Tyrod for a little bit. Um, yeah, they probably signed their biggest. Uh, they signed, like I said, a couple of linemen as well, mm-hmm. um, giving some big money. They went after DN. So Cleveland's been active. Um, the DN was Chris Smith, who who left Cincinnati, go to Cleveland. It's really weird when you see these free agency. A lot of teams jump division to division, or I mean, stay in the same division. Um, and I've just always found that weird. I guess just coaches within that that yeah, just familiar with you, I guess. Yeah. Next up, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, this list only has the long snapper as our only free agency signing, um, but they left off the blockbuster trade we made for a fullback that no one's ever heard of. So that's tight. Um, the Cowboys did get a fullback from the Raiders who is Pro Football Focus's second highest rated pass blocking fullback in the league. So getting Dak a little help there, getting Zeke some blocking. But we did lose our boy Keith Smith. I'm gonna miss Keith. Keith was a good Keith was a good player. Keith was a damn good player. Um so yeah, that's pretty much all the Cowboys have done, unfortunately. Denver, um, they went out and they got Case Keenum. They're paying him 18 million um per year for two years. Uh, I don't know if that's the long-term plan at QB. If they think that he's can, if he's got the uh, what it takes, but they're getting to give him a shot. Um, they also signed. Well, just he knew kinda, after what he did in Minnesota, he was going to get. He's going to get money somewhere for sure. Um, Detroit went out. They got Legarrette Blunt. Uh, they got Devin Kennard, uh, linebacker formerly of the New York Giants. Um, so they're you know. Detroit, another team kind of like Cleveland, always signing a ton of people. Doesn't seem to work out tremendously, but see what happens. Um, the Packers, uh, another team that didn't make a ton of moves, but they did get Jimmy Graham, um, which they made a splash. And they cut ties with Jordy Nelson. Did get rid of Jordy, uh, which was surprising. Um, definitely one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite targets. Uh, they got Deshaun Kaiser to back up uh, Aaron. Um, I personally don't think Deshaun Kaiser is very good, but I think the Packers pretty much realize that when Aaron goes down, so goes their season. So it is what it is. Um, and they also the, the Packers. I, I think that Jimmy Graham signing is going to be interesting. I don't know if he's worth ten million a year, um, but it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with. Uh, I don't know him and Aaron Rodgers that connection because Jimmy Graham at minimum is at least a big red zone threat, and it's going to be a popular fantasy pick. It's going to be a popular fantasy pick. Um, The Houston Texans they went out they got Sammy Coates and Bruce Ellington trying to add some depth to the receiver core. Uh, They got Miami University legend Chantrell Henderson, who I have not heard the name of in a blue moon. and then uh, Jonathan Joseph uh, back at cornerback again. And then obviously the big splash signing free agency, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. Um, that's a, that's a great signing for them for sure. Uh, super solid player. Um, a little, you know, undersized at times. He did get just absolutely manhandled by Zeke last year, but Hey, who hasn't? Um, so good player um, injuries have kind of derailed him from being 
worth what his contract was with Arizona. But still, I mean, you're telling me we could have paid the Honey Badger seven mil to come start? I mean, please. Yeah, agreed. Totally agreed. Um, the Colts, who have been uh, – they made a move to, to get forward in the draft a little bit. Um, so I think they'll be looking for, I don't know if they're going to look for a quarterback to replace luck or they're going to go out and get, uh, try to get Saquon or what the deal is there. But as for now, uh, they got, uh, Kristen Michael, they got Ryan Grant wide receiver. They went out and got Eric Ebron, which is an interesting signing. Um, Ebron was a first round guy a couple years ago out of North Carolina, big body tight end, uh, kind of the new, you know, prototypical tight end size, great receiver, um, never really put it all together in Detroit, had some okay games and seasons, but, um, you know, never had that breakout, um, you know, depending on how Andrew Luck, if he ever plays football again, um, that could turn out to be a, a really good signing. So we'll see what happens there. If he ever plays football. Again. Yeah. Poor Andrew. He's a, a super solid dude, but man, he got Delta bad hand there. Um, Jacksonville coming off probably their best season in ever, uh, Got Marquise Lee, uh, Dante Moncrief, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Niles Paul. So they got two tight ends, two wide receivers. They're trying to bolster that core. Um, you know, whenever I see them out here, you know, and they also got, uh, they also signed a guard, Andrew Norwell, for $66 million. Um, I'll say this whenever I see the, ja- the Jacksonville Jaguars out here signing all these receivers and stuff, just makes me think what that team could be if Justin Blackman was on that squad. Dude, yeah. Would be- just a freak he was they were a zero and he was out here killing it yeah that's a guy that man if he just hadn't been such a big booze hound and such a smoker dude he could have been he could have been a stud i mean he was arguably higher touted than des coming out of college which is saying something went to the same college broke all of des's records um kid is an absolute stud so you know, they've done okay for themselves. Like I said, uh, even without, you know, even losing Allen Robinson, Marquise Lee's been all right for them. Um, I'm sure they'll, they'll get some more weapons for Bortles because that guy needs all the help he can get. But damn um, straight. They, they definitely missed out. They added a couple pieces of, uh, in that secondary to Andy, DJ Hayden, and Cody Crush, Crush Davis. Davis, dude, who's somehow still in the NFL. I was surprised he was in D1. But he's in the NFL like seven, eight years later. Two years, five mil. Way to go, Crush. Hey, keep killing it, Cody. You're the man. Wreck him. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Patrick uh, Mahomes era begins with a splash. They went out and got Sammy Watkins. Um, paying him eighteen, paying him uh, $16 million a year. Uh, rumor is the Cowboys not only – Went after Sammy. They also offered to pay him the same amount of money, and we're thinking about cutting Dez. Have to say, I'm relieved that didn't happen. Um, Watkins is like 24. Are you telling me you'd rather pay Sammy Watkins right now than Dez? Sammy's. I've always said it. I mean, Sammy has all the tools, um, but Sammy Watkins played for the highest scoring offense in the league last year. Everyone on the Rams put up huge numbers, uh, and Sammy was just nowhere to be found. They were pretty quiet you know he definitely didn't he didn't ball out over there i mean this is totally a signing on potential so um you know would i've loved sammy Watkins in dallas yes would i've wanted him for 16 mil and getting rid of des hell no so yeah i mean dude dude had 593 
receiving yards last year. He did catch eight touchdowns, but man, I feel like, you know, the water boy caught nine touchdowns last year for the Rams. So we'll see. Like I said, I'm pretty glad that's not us. I do think that uh, Mahomes is rolling out there with, he's pretty stacked out weapon wise now. And I think we're going to see a big year from uh, St. Patrick. Pat five is, he's going to put up some numbers. Um, They absolutely have some weapons on that team now, huh? So absolutely. That's what you do when you have a young quarterback, Andy, right? You, you give him a lot of weapons. I heard that's lame. I heard that's not cool. That's what I heard. Um, the chargers, uh, they went out and got Mike Pouncey, uh, trying to sure up that line a little bit for the twilight of the Philip rivers era. Um, nothing too big other than that. Uh, pretty much just like some depth and role playing positions, the Rams made a splash, man. These guys went out and bought themselves a secondary. Um, you know, if you're looking at who are the best corners in the league, uh, everyone's going to have different opinions, but I think every list is going to have Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters in their top five, and they're now both on the Rams. Um, now, we've seen this go badly before. You know, we saw the Eagles. Uh, go out and get Asante and Dominic Rogers Cromarty and uh, Namdi Asamoah, and it turned out like, okay, Asante is uh, you know a really great man press corner, and uh, Namdi's a zone corner, and so like they never really had a scheme that could fit them. Um, and I'm not very familiar with the the various systems that Marcus and Akib have played in, but I do know they're both very good, and they talk a lot of shit. Going to say, Godly, you think they're going to be getting in some receivers' heads over there? How many gold chains will they rip off the necks of various bejeweled receivers in the following year? I got to put the over under on 17. 17 chain snatches. I, I think I think you're you're conservative on that one, but that's going to be fun to watch. That that team, you know, when they moved to Los Angeles, there were questions. Um, and you know, they looked around and they said, Hey, we're not going to win with this non-innovative, lame, ginger coach. Okay, no, not ginger. Sorry, I was projecting there. But they looked at their coach. They said, this isn't the guy. They got rid of him. A couple years later, here they are, out here balling. So there's hope for any mediocre squad out there. But that offense is still plenty potent with uh, Gurley and Woods. Um, And I think, think, you know, they're going to be just fine. And that defense – they do lose Trumaine Johnson, who's one of those corners who's pretty good that people don't talk about. He got a big-ass payday from the Jets. But still, um, it's never good to see another NFC playoff team go the talent the Rams just did. Absolutely. Um, Miami Dolphins went out and got uh, Texas Tech alum Danny Amendola. Uh, not a bad pickup for them. Um, there it looks like they're so more than likely people in the league now, man. There's too many now. Um, you know, they're more than likely, I think that's a done deal. They're losing in Dominican Sioux. Um, but they got Robert Quinn, who's certainly not a bad guy to pick up. Um, so the dolphins, you know, they've, they've made some adjustments, but I think, you know, overall it looks like they're getting a little better. Yeah. They signed Albert Wilson too, which I don't know what they're doing. Um, I guess they're a team that almost looks like they're in tank mode. They've gotten rid of their three best players in Sue, Jarvis Landry, and Jay Ajayi this last year. Yep. Um, they're still probably, I guess, starting Tannehill because they have nobody else. Um, 
Their running backs, Kenyon Drake. I don't know who's going to be their one between Amendola, Wilson, uh, Jakeem Grant, and Kenny Stills. Like, that's just a very interesting core. Not exactly who I'd pick for my all-everything team, but um, yeah, we'll see. Um, the Vikings, obviously, the, the major headline that went out, they got Kirk Cousins, fully guaranteed $84 million contract. Um, got Trevor Simeon to back him up. Andy, I don't think that's the last time we're going to see that in the NFL, especially from QBs. Uh, and, and, you know, if I'm on the Vikings and I've been playing there for six years, you better believe I'm going to the front office and <laughs> asking for fully guaranteed on my next deal. Well, this is another team, right, that uh, realizes, you know, they went to the NFC Championship, and even though they were blown out by Philly, you know, was was very close to being um, – in the Super Bowl and and probably feel they're very close to winning it. And as good as Case played for them, they have more trust and faith in Kirk Cousins than obviously the Redskins do. But you know, they're 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 trying to make moves. And I think that's what like I said, you see the flurry of activity that's going on in the NFL, even among these playoff contenders, and it just leaves you a little bit a little bit questioning of, of what Dallas is doing, what their process is, what are they thinking? And I'm not saying we want to go out here and overpay people like Sammy Watkins and all that, but still um, you would like to see a little bit more activity. So is Kirk Cousins going to work out for the Vikings? I don't know, you know, but they they're taking their shot. They're taking their shot while they think they have a good team now. Yeah. And they also added Sheldon Richardson to an already very potent defense. Um, Sheldon is a pretty much known shithead, um, but also a known, very dominant force up the middle. Um, and for a team that already is very, very good at defense, um, you know, that, that only makes him better. So uh, just the, the strong getting stronger and they're, they yeah. definitely. Just one more piece, you know, as, 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 you know, Kirk Cousins departs this, um, this division, even though he was one in five against your Dallas Cowboys as a starter, always kind of a bum, you know, uh, I will say I'm happy for, uh, for him and him and Julie, you know, I hope they, they really enjoy their, their new home in Minnesota. And, uh, I'm sure her supports made it, uh, made it all the, all the better for Kurt. You know, like I'm, I'm getting ready to get married next year. And, you know, I think a lot of people look to their parents for the, uh, the model of what a good marriage should look like. Um, and my parents are cool, but I'll be honest, you know, when I think of what, what I want me and Cassie to be, to be looking like in, in 20 years, I hope we have a marriage that's as 20% as strong as Kirk and Julie's. It's an inspiration. I hope they make a movie about it one day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's regardless of his stats, you know, he's got, he's got a woman at home who, who supports and loves him and, and, you know, it's, it's. It's tragic that you know we have to lose her out of the division too. So uh, he may not have a, he may not win the Super Bowl, but he took home the trophy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So uh, best of luck to uh, to Kirk and Julie and and Minnesota fans. Uh, may you enjoy their uh, may may you enjoy and appreciate the bond that they have. Absolutely. Um, the Patriots, uh, you know, you know their their moves uh, always. Everyone just kind of trusts that they're going to be you know getting better all the time. Um, Rex Burkhead gets re-signed for three years, nine point seven five million. Um, ben and I watched Rex Burkhead play when he was but a wee lad at Plano High School. Um, I don't know about you, Ben. Probably one of the more dominant high school football players I ever saw play. Um, 
and seeing him play in the NFL is is pretty special. So that's pretty cool. Um, Corderell Patterson uh, acquired in a trade from the Raiders. Um, a guy who kind of was always like up next permanently. Um, but you know what? If there's any team that can probably make that guy into something really dangerous, it's going to be the Patriots. Uh, and then uh, a contract that I would like to go ahead and say the Cowboys get credit for, Adrian Claiborne, uh, two years, $12 million. Um, you'll remember him from the seven sacks he had on Dak Prescott this year against the Cowboys. Um, got paid from that. Game I think Chaz Green should get like a thirty percent cut of that deal, personally, because um, I think that uh, I think I can't remember what the stat was on the bonus. He needed like like nine, like eight sacks or something, and I think he had like two other than in that game. Yeah, and he went out and you know basically increased his entire sack total by. 30% for his career in one game against that beautifully designed Scott Linehan scheme. So, Whew. and you know, know let's at least they had faith in Chaz. You know, they never like gave him help, never went to the heavy set, never put a running back out there to chip the guy, just believed in Chaz. One thing you can say about, uh, you know, this coaching staff, it's that they really trust their players. You know, they don't, they don't feel like adjustments are ever needed, you know? You tell your guys to go out and do the job, and if they get beat every single play, well, you know, just <laughs> keep out there hey, and, and do the keep same pounding, thing. baby, keep pounding. Um, the New Orleans Saints they uh, can they continue the uh, Drew Brees show, resigned him for two years for fifty million. Um, Ooh, he's you know, getting old, man. He's but getting old, but you know he 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 looked decent. So, um, and they've got Tommy Savage to back him up. So they probably feel pretty good about themselves. Um, the New York Giants, who obviously were a complete dumpster fire last year, um, you know they they are definitely looking to uh, get a lot better this year. I think that the the draft is is coming up quarterback for them. Um, we'll see kind of who they decide to go with there. They did sign some pieces to try to like make that situation a little better. Um, they went out and they got Jonathan Stewart. Uh, they went out and they got uh, some offensive linemen to try to, uh, you know, attempt to make that line just not completely uh, uh, just an insult to the position. Yeah, this um, one, Nate Soldier, um, who's who's a name that's been thrown around for a long time, been in been in New England, um, four years, sixty two mil. So they gave him quite a bit goat to come down, and and Lord knows the name Eric Flowers, as much as we hate Chaz Green, if you talk to a single Giants fan, they rue that guy being on the field. And I think this guy will uh, at minimum help uh, help Eli not end up on his back if that is who quarterbacks them next year. Absolutely. Um, the Jets, obviously, as usual, went out and got like 9,000 people. Uh, most of them are trash. Uh, Josh McCown at QB, Teddy Bridgewater at QB, Isaiah Crowell at running back. That one, ugh, hate that guy. Um, Tremaine Johnson is a, a major signing at corner. He's very good, though he will be lining up across from Morris Claiborne. So you have to wonder what the court, the staff's thinking there. You think they're going to get Teddy B? Let him play only one year, six million. I, I can't imagine that you're that you're going to start Josh McCown over Teddy B, but. You know, it's the Jets. Um, still waiting for a breakout year from Lucky Whitehead. So, uh, Petty. 
Oh my God, Bryce Betty. Um, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, this is a team that obviously let you know had had a lot of letdown last season after a tremendous uh, 2016 campaign. Um, you know they didn't really. They, they I, I would say probably their biggest signing uh, was more than likely Jordy Nelson. Um, you know that's a a definite. Uh, veteran presence on that wide receiver core. Um, they did lose Crabtree who I think, um, played a very specific role in that Raiders team. I don't know if Jordy plays that same role. Um, you know, I think most of the deep balls are going to probably end up going to, uh, Amari Cooper. So we'll see kind of how that goes. They did get Keith Smith, who is a very solid, uh, fullback and they also got Doug Martin. So the backfield's getting an overhaul. Um, and then they made a lot of moves on the defensive side of the ball as well. They got uh, Tank Carradine at DN, Justin Ellis at DT, two linebackers, including Kyle Wilbur, uh, two corners, uh, a safety, Marcus Gilchrist, uh, and they got their own lo- uh, brand-new long snapper uh, for $4.27 million. Um, Next up is the Philadelphia Eagles. And, man, I just do not understand how the Philadelphia Eagles keep signing – super good talent. It really upsets me. Um, the Seahawks gave the Eagles their best defensive end for a fifth round pick. So Michael Bennett is now an Eagle. Uh, Haloti Nada is also oh, an Eagle. Head, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. But again, you know, where, what, what can we say? We, we signed, uh, the Kraken. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, and they also got Nigel Bradham at linebacker. Um, so this is a defensive unit that was already incredibly good and looks to only improve this year. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be rough for the division. It's going to be real rough. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, really didn't do much. Um, you know, three uh, signings, they got John Bostic, they got Morgan Burnett at safety, um, signed a backup running back. Um, you know, I think they're they're pretty set at their major positions. Um, you know, it remains to be seen what they're going to do about the loss of Ryan Shazier. Um, but they do have some good young talent on that team. TJ Watt really showed up for them last year. Um, so they'll see if they can kind of put it all together. Um, San Francisco 49ers, uh, they lost Carlos Hyde. They signed uh, to replace him, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, who they signed four years for thirty million. Uh, now, Ben, you might have some better insight uh, than th- than me on this one. That seems like a lot of money for a guy who is effectively a role player. Yeah, it is. I I was a little bit surprised. I think this is uh, an old Shanahan move. You know, he I think he wants to employ essentially kind of what Atlanta had in the uh, Freeman and Tevin Coleman role. I think this mm-hmm. guy, you know, McKinnon's going to play more the receiving back of Tevin Coleman. That's their oddity. I mean, he's a he's a he's a playmaker. He's a splash guy. Um, I don't know what they're going to do at their starter, but I imagine they're going to bring in somebody else. And we'll yeah, doing the draft. Um, they also got Richard Sherman, which is definitely the biggest uh, pickup of the offseason for them. Yeah, so the Seahawks uh, said peace to Richard Sherman, who they released. They traded away, um, as you meant, Michael Bennett for pennies. 
um, just a fifth round pick. They let Sheldon Richardson walk. Um, it's very, you know, it's a fire sale. Yeah, they're pretty much giving up on that whole defense. Legion of Boom, yeah. You know, the Legion of Boom era is over. You know, I'm not saying Seattle's out of it, but I'm saying they're looking up now to to the Rams in that division. Yeah. And I don't think that defense is going to be as potent next year. You know, I mean, they'll still have Earl Thomas, and he's a stud. Maybe they'll have Earl Thomas. But, you know, Seattle's a team that I look as as taking a step back, at at least for now. Yeah, uh, you, you have to think that Cam Chancellor and uh, Earl Thomas really can't do it on their own, um, but we'll see. One more note on San Francisco. They also signed a guard named Jonathan Cooper. Um, I think this is a sure sign that the 49ers uh, do not care about Jimmy Garoppolo's life. Um, that's a surefire way to get your quarterback killed right there. <laughs> Um, next up is the Seahawks, like Ben mentioned, uh, really a fire sale over there. They've also picked up some guys that were kind of one time big names, um, but never really panned out DJ Fluker, Barcavius Mingo. Um, but it, it's a, it's a true fire sale. Uh, they got rid of just about everybody that really made up that Legion of boom in the core of that team. Um, they'll be looking to kind of move on to the next generation of Seahawks football, um, and we'll have to kind of see, you know, how Russell Wilson uh, adjusts to that. Now he's going to kind of be like the elder statesman on the team. Um, obviously, Earl and and Cam are still there, but with a really vocal guy like Richard Sherman gone, um, it'll be interesting to see how the dynamic of that locker room changes. Um, the Buccaneers, uh, they went out. Um, they signed quite a few guys on the defensive side of the ball. Um they got Brent Grimes. They got Vinnie Curry. Um, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick as their backup quarterback. Um, they didn't really sign anybody that I think is going to, you know, make a, a huge splash. But they also they do have some good players on that team. So we'll see what Tampa can do. Yeah, I think re-signed Mike Evans to a massive deal. I think he yeah. like eighteen mil a year or something. So um, it's going to come down to to Winston on that one. Yeah, let's see how good Winston is. You know, Deshaun's still there for another year. So. We'll see if that offense can get going. They said goodbye to Doug or not. I think actually when we were mentioning where did um, I think Doug Martin is now um, on Oakland. Yeah. Um, so you know we'll see. The muscle hamster. The muscle hamster himself is is finally left Tampa. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they do at running back. But that's a team that definitely had high expectations coming into this year and was completely awful. So. Um. Tennessee Titans, uh, they bid adieu to um, DeMarco Murray. Uh, that obviously they've uh, they've really given the reins over uh, at the running back position. They did pick up Deion Lewis uh, kind of as the change of pace back, which is probably a good idea. Um, when they were running uh, the two running back system, they kind of had two of the same guy. Uh, so I think that Deion will provide a little bit of a different change of pace for them. Um, they also signed Malcolm Butler at corner, uh, Ooh, who big money. great, huge contract. Um, you know, Malcolm Butler was an incredibly good corner last year, and it's still kind of a head scratcher as to why the New England Patriots benched him in the Super Bowl. Um, that is a, a one of those Belichick decisions that if he wasn't Belichick, people would really be hanging him out to dry for. But um, definitely an upgrade at the cornerback position for Tennessee. They've got him, and they've got um, who's the kid from USC? That I really wanted. 
Um, he returns punts too. Oh, oh yeah. The uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, oh, he's on the tip. I, Tennessee's that. Um, you're gonna make me look him up now. Yeah. I know you're talking about the kid from USC that you really, really, really wanted us to uh, to draft. And it's coming. A Dory Jackson. That's Dory right. Jackson. Thank you. Oh, man, that would have bothered me. Yeah, yeah so a Dory and Malcolm, that's a, a good one to punch. Um, very, very good tandem. Uh, and yeah, Tennessee made some moves. You know, I think that division is going to be very competitive next year outside of the Colts. So. Agreed. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, the Washington the team from Washington, the R-Words, um, said goodbye to Kirk. Uh, brought in Alex Smith uh, for a lot of money. Uh, don't know how I feel about that one. I mean, I'm, I'm happy, honestly, because I don't like them. But um, how will Alex Smith do without, you know, the just tremendous amount of weaponry he had in Kansas City? That remains to be seen. Um, they signed Paul Richardson to a pretty large deal. Um, yeah, everyone kept throwing this guy around. Paul Richardson got five for 40. Um this is a guy who's been pretty much non-existent in Seattle, except for a few flashes here and there. Yeah, he had he had 700 yards last year and six touchdowns. The year before that, he had 200 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, trending the right way, but you know, we'll see. Um, and then uh, they also got Orlando Scandrick, uh, you know, veteran guy from the Cowboys. Um, had definitely kind of fallen off in the last couple of years for us, but uh, we definitely wish Scan the best. He was he was a good guy, uh, a, a consummate professional, and a great team player. Um, Staying in you the know, division kind of pisses me off, but agreed. But you know, you got to go where they pay you, um, man. I remember was it 2015 or 16 when he got hurt in preseason for the entire year, and. He had to give that uh, at like that team breakfast. He gave that speech about how badly he wanted to be out on the field with the team, and he cried. That was very moving. Yeah, Scan was a dog, you know, and that's what I appreciate about him. Um, that defense has always kind of lacked a a shit talker. Scandrick was really the only one willing to get in there and, and be that guy. Um, you know, hopefully these young kids. You know that means that they're comfortable with them. You know, Riley Lewis, Lewis got that. some swagger to him, my dude. Like I said, we got Cheeto, we got Lewis, um, Ant Lockdown, Ant Brown still around. We got X, and you know they're moving Byron to corner again. So we'll see what happens with this team. Um, I, uh, one of the bright spots on the Cowboys that I'm I'm looking forward to is this secondary. But somebody please get an interception. Um, you must not have heard of Jeff Heath, interception machine. He beat the Raiders by himself. The player killer himself. The paralyzer. <laughs> the paralyzer. You know, I uh, I I don't mind Jeff Heath playing like twenty five snaps a game. Agreed. But right now, our safeties concern me. But you know, so, we'll, we'll get into that in our. our so time. there, you, there you have it, ladies and gents. Those are the free agent moves of the offseason. A very, very 
busy free agency for pretty much every team in the league except for your Dallas Cowboys. Um, we're not super stoked about it. But Dallas, too, is uh, we did also lose Hitchens. For some reason, the Chiefs decided to pay him out the wazoo. Um, Nine mil a season. And I loved Hitch. I think that's a big blow to our linebacker, but – I don't think Dallas is wrong. I mean, do you really want to pay Ant Hitch nine mil a year? No, because in a couple of years you'll be looking at that contract like we look at the Tyron Crawford contract. Right. Do you like, really want to be paying like Scandrick when you got all this going on? Do you really want to give Sammy Watkins sixteen mil? So no. there's a few players I feel we've missed on. Like I said, Tyron Matthew would have loved. I would have been fine bringing in Crabtree to be our two for seven mil a year. But at the end of the day, I'm not. The sky is not falling. It's just a lot of teams have made moves, and Dallas, for whatever reason, seems content at least to not throw away money on bad content. And I'll, and I'll remember and I'll remind everyone of something that was said last year: talent is not the issue in Dallas. Um, I think that when our team plays its best, it's one of the best teams in the league. I really do believe that. They just better be healthy. Yeah, we got to hope the injury – we need Tyron's back, Dez's foot, Sean Lee's body. If we don't get 98% of snaps from Tyron, Zach, and Frederick. And And Lel. And probably Lel, and probably Zeke, and probably Dez, then this team's in a lot of trouble. Hey, knock on wood, kids. So – that's a, that's pretty much free agency thus far. Like we mentioned, uh, a little teaser in the middle there. We will be doing our draft preview show coming up. Drafts at the end of April, so in a couple weeks we will roll out our draft preview of um, who's out there, who we want to take, who we think the Cowboys will end up taking, what trades might exist, the whole nine yards. Um, we'll also get into you know some of the potential picks around the league, the top ten type of thing. Um, some interesting teams moving up and down trying to get quarterbacks. There's some uh, very interesting action around Saquon Barkley as well. Um, so it'll be a very cool episode. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, ben, you got anything else? No, sir. We will uh, continue to keep you abreast of all Dallas Cowboy news. If uh, we start making something big, you know, we're, we're always subject to hop in and do another pod in the next week or two. So, if we, for some reason, shell out money for Ndamukong Sue, we'll do an emergency pod for you. There will be an emergency Earl Thomas podcast if it goes down, so be on the lookout. Um, as always, guys, feel free to like, subscribe. Um, we should be up on iTunes here shortly. We'll be make sure to let you guys know about that. Uh, make sure to follow our Twitter, uh, B underscore W underscore B underscore B for all Cowboy-related news. Uh, and as usual, thank you so much for listening. We love uh, the fact that you know any of our, our friends, fans, and loved ones take the time to listen to our podcast. It means the world. So um, that is all from us. As usual, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.